Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everybody. It's Nick here, and welcome to Scale Up Your Business. So today, I'm going to cover a topic which has been a pretty popular question um, that people have been asking me for some time, and that is, how do you plan your week, Nick? Because you get a sense that you get lots of stuff done. You're always talking about projects that are on the go, businesses that you're involved in, Obviously, you record the podcast, which is not a uh, not a simple thing. It takes it does take a bit of planning, believe it or not. So, what's your week look like? Now, I have covered this a couple of times in terms of how I plan to achieve my goals, and that's a process which I've mentioned before, which is called RPM. Coins, or sort of created, if you like, by Tony Robbins, but it's a process which is about starting with the result, the outcome you're trying to achieve then thinking about the purpose or the why of the outcome. And then the M stands for massive action. So how do you then take action? So what I want to focus on today is not so much about that process, but I do want to focus on the massive action part because that is the bit at the end. Certainly if I'm working in 90-day blocks to achieve some pretty big outcomes in terms of my personal and professional goals, it's the action that I'm taking and the planning of that action which makes all the difference. So today, reasonably quick episode, but I'm going to go through the system that I use to get that action essentially scheduled because, you know, my belief is what gets scheduled gets done. If it's not scheduled, it's just not going to happen. And generally speaking, what, you know, the case behind that is that other people, if you're not taking control of your agenda or taking control of your calendar, it gives people, other people, the permission to do that for you. So if you just think about you know a normal week, if you're coasting along and doing various bits and pieces, two things are going to happen. One is you're not going to be overly productive because you're just going to be doing stuff in an ad hoc way. And the second thing is other people are going to know this because it just happens. You know, perhaps it's one of those universal laws. And then they just tend to sort of fill your diary up with, let's not say it's not important stuff, but it's not necessarily important to you. And there's different ways of looking at this. Some people look at quadrants and they look at, you know, there's stuff that's important but not time critical. And then there's time critical and important. You know, there's a few different ways of doing this. But the system that I use is is one that actually I, I picked up recently from my, um, my meeting with Rock Thomas. If you haven't listened to the podcast with Rock, then I suggest you go back and do it. It's certainly one of my favorite interviews. But I was using a system that I'd been using for probably about three or four years. But since meeting Rock, I've sort of to bring some of the components of a system that he teaches into what I'm doing. And that's literally been over the last probably two months, three months. And it's improved what I'm doing, certainly on a day-to-day basis. And I'm getting much more intentional about what I achieve in any given week. Okay, so let's go through this today. I'm going to go through it step by step. But I suggest you have a look at the system if you're interested. It's called the Sunday System of Success by Rock. 
The bits that I'm going to take you through today, I've added some different things to them. So, you know, I'm going to reference that because I think it's a good structure. And there's plenty of other ones, but this one is one that I think has been most impactful for what I'm doing. And then I said, I'll go through the various parts of how I make that come alive. Okay, so if you're up for it, this is how I do it. Hopefully it resonates with you. And one of the things I say to people just before I get into it, and they go, oh God, you know, you're so much structure, Nick. You know, you're so, you got this organization, you know, it sounds very process. For me, structure frees me from chaos and creates freedom. Yeah, so you could argue to shorten that, structure equals freedom. The more that I have intention around things, the more stuff I get done, the more productive I am, the freer I feel, the closer I get towards my goals. And not only that, I can also build into my schedule time for me, time for the important things in my life, my family, different activities, experiences, all that sort of thing. So it's all in my diary, all in my schedule. In some cases, I can then plan that further out than just a week, but it means that I can see progress, I'm growing as a person, I'm contributing more, and that's how I can do all the different things that I that I get done. So let's kick off. So so what's the first thing you need to do? So if you want to have a great week, I mean this this, this to me is is, a, is what I call a high performance system to get you more connected, more grounded and more productive. And you know, it is a system, hence the reason it's called Sunday system for success. So what I tend to find is you gain, as I said, if you perform at a higher level, you gain this extra time. You become more efficient and more effective. So that's that's why I advocate you having something like this in your in your life and certainly in your planning and your routine. So the first thing really to think about as you're kind of setting up is what are the tools that you need to make this successful? And quite simply, I, I use a few different things. I use a journal. So I have a blank blank paper, if you like. And that allows me to get thoughts from my head just out. Yeah, now you can use an electronic system. I, I tend to prefer something like Evernote if you want to coordinate all your notes together. That's a great thing because, again, you don't have to replicate what you're doing. But you just play around with it. See what you like because I like to write things down on paper first and then I'll put them into um, more of an electronic means, certainly when I'm scheduling. But I like the, the feeling of sitting back and, and writing something down in a journal. You also have to have near you in this process your goals. So, again, if you haven't listened to earlier episodes and you haven't seen my my sort of thoughts on goal setting for success, I, I, I suggest you go back and you have a listen and get that down because you want to be very, very clear on certainly what your 12-month goals are. Sometimes I say look at your five-year vision as well, so it's all coming back from a bigger a bigger place. And then you want to be able to architect, you know, create the blueprint of how you're going to achieve those goals back into your planning. So I've had, for me personally, for some time, I've had, you know, some pretty challenging and extensive fitness goals. I've lost something like 22 pounds um, in the last, it's probably about four months. And I didn't think I had that much to lose, (laughs) to be frank. But I was intentional about it. You know, I had the goal, set the goal. There was reasons for it. It's partly because I wanted to participate more in the sports that I play in at a higher level. So for me, being a bit leaner and and just fitter overall was going to help me in those pursuits. And then I structured a plan that was essentially daily, weekly actions. And so I used the process for that. So you want to have your goals there because what you're going to do is you're going to plan your week around your goals and the outcomes and the objectives from those goals. So then whatever you choose, laptop, phone, I use Google Calendar. You want to basically have that there because that's how you're going to schedule. Um, and the last couple of things which are quite quite cool. I mean, I sit down, sit down with your favorite beverage. 
So that could be a green tea if you're into that. If you're doing this on a Sunday night, it might be a glass of red wine or a gin and tonic. You know, it doesn't really matter, but you want to make this experience. It's going to take you about an hour to do it properly. And I always say it doesn't matter if you do it on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, Saturday, as long as you do it before Monday, because you want to be going into your week with, with you know, your intentions and your plans and all those things set up so you're not going into the week, you know, unprepared. And the last thing I think which is quite cool is, you know, we get some music going. We're going to talk about how you manage your emotions through this process, through the through the hour of planning. Having some cool music in the background will just, it just sparks some different thinking. This is not supposed to be an intellectual exercise where it's all, you know, oh, I've got to get this in my head, you know, it's, it's a whatever. It's not a work situation. This should be more fun. And the more that you can kind of tap into your emotions about what you're trying to achieve, the more power you're going to get from this and certainly the more... Um, specific you're going to get in terms of what you do for your week. Okay, so that's the first step. So get all those things together, nice and simple. The second is essentially capturing everything out. So I mentioned before, I like to write everything down on paper. It's it's more about just getting it out of your head. So you want to be in a an emotional state of positive expectancy. And, and what I mean by that, again, it sounds ethereal, I get it, is if you think about it, how you create your life is how you, you know, set your goals. How you achieve your goals is how you, you know, you plan what you can get done within a time period, be that yearly, be that 90 days. And then it's what you do on that sort of monthly, weekly and daily basis that makes it happen. So this needs to be positive. If you have a huge goal to launch, scale, start, do whatever with your business, double your income, acquire other businesses, retire by a certain age, you know, for me, buying the Boston Celtics in 20 years, all that, right? If they're your goals, they need to ladder back to something and that should be exciting. So that's what I mean by positive expectancy. And then what you want to do is you want to ask yourself a series of questions. So one of the ones that, that was suggested to me, which I like is, what what is it that I want to experience this week? And then you might want to say, what do I want to create? So for me, it's things like the podcast, other social media things that I'm doing. It could be programs I'm building. Then it's who do I want to meet with? Who do I want to spend my time with? So of course, in that's going to be my kids, going to be my wife, it's going to be friends, but it could also be people I just want to you know connect with that I haven't connected with for some time. So I plan that in. And then it's, you know, what do I want to, sort of feel throughout the week? What do I want to see? What do I want to see? So that's where, you know, that could be the metrics in your business. It could be an experience on the weekend that you're trying to achieve. It doesn't really matter, but you want to get in touch with the bigger things. This is not a a, a to-do list. You do need to have that as part of the process, but this is not, hey, I'm picking up the washing at 2 p.m. on Tuesday, and then I need to book the car in for a service uh, by 4 p.m. on Thursday. You know, those those errands, if you like, are important, but they need to, be, need to be the things that kind of fit around the bigger things that you're trying to achieve. So, you know, one of my big objectives is launching um, some new um, assets, if you like, around my personal branding. So I have a, a new way of expressing what I'm doing. So that's quite a big thing. So that's taken a, a couple of weeks, certainly, to get in, get that sort of set up and, and happening. But I'll make sure that I have blocked time to achieve those things within my my sort of daily schedule and my weekly planning. So as I said, get yourself into that, that positive state. Get everything out that you need to get out. It could be physically, for your body, for your business, relationships, finances. This is not just about planning your business week or your free time week. It's, it's the whole piece. You know, get yourself fired up. 
you know, for it. As I said, that's why the music comes in. And don't judge or limit yourself. For me, it's about just getting it down, getting it down, getting it down. You're going to organize this stuff in the next step. At the moment, it's just about getting it out. And it's quite cathartic because as soon as it starts to come out of your head, that's when you can start to do something about it and put plans around what you're trying to achieve. Okay, so you got that. So it's just capturing. It's really simple. It's just getting everything out. Do it as a mind map. Do it as lists. Have plenty of paper. Write, write, write. And one of the things I find quite useful is give yourself a bit of a time limit for this. Otherwise, you'll keep on going. So I tend to give myself 15 minutes just to capture until I've got everything out. And sometimes it's not just for the week, just to make the point. It can be getting stuff out there that's going to be scheduled in coming weeks. But I need to get it out of my head during this step. Okay, so that's step two. Now, step three is collecting these things together. Often this is called something like chunking. But what you're intending to do here is having a look at all the things you're trying to achieve for the week and you're trying to put them together for more focus and efficiency. So you're looking for similar categories. Now, the way I do this is if I've got goals around my business or clients or whatever else, I'll try and group those together so that I have an intention around what I'm trying to achieve in that specific area. For something like fitness, it's much easier because I can put in there things like diet, sleep, hydration, obviously number of times I go to the gym, if I'm doing yoga or something for that week, I can put it all together and that's that's helping me achieve my bigger goal, my bigger ambition around my health and my, my physicality. So relationships, same sort of thing. It may be that you want to spend a certain amount of time with your children, your wife. It may be that you want to see some friends, calls and put them all together. And the reason you're doing that is you can, it's not so much about blocking the time. For some of them, some of those things it absolutely is. It's more about making sure that you're covering all the areas that you want to cover and you want to achieve during the week. And where this becomes really effective for me is if I want to do some personal development. So I, I always schedule in 30 minutes a day for personal development. And that can be as simple as listening to other people's podcasts. The problem with being a podcaster is you become a bit addicted to, <laughs> to podcasts. So I listen to heaps and heaps and heaps of them. Um, and the other thing is I listen to lots of audiobooks. And I tend to not focus so much on fiction. I tend to, you know, read lots of books, listen to lots of books that are in, you know, the scale up and, and business growth. So for those things, that's enriching my mind. So I tend to have those 30 minutes per day chunked together when I'm exercising. So some people say, you know, you should go to the gym or go for a run and be focused just in the moment of what you're doing. I, I get that. But for me, it's about efficiency of time. So if I'm going for a run, I'll listen to a podcast and therefore I'm getting two things in what could be a 30 to sort of 60 minute block. OK, so have a think. Again, all of this comes back to what works for you, but it's about making sure that you're bringing things back to your goals as much as you are making sure that you're getting um, as much done as effectively possible within what you're trying to achieve. Okay, so that's it, chunking. I do this by, again, one of the reasons why I like to write my um, my capture list on paper is I, I get different colored pens out and I circle the ones that can be grouped together because the next stage, which I'm going to get into now, is how you how you bring that together and make, make those things, again, using the word that I've used a lot, intentional. Okay, with me? Good. Simple, isn't it? Simple, but it works. So the next step, step four, if you like, in the process is scheduling. Now, some people will go and get a, a, a typical kind of calendar, if you like, or agenda, and they'll write it down, you know, paper-based, and that's fine. Because I've got reoccurring appointments that are happening, there's certain things like, for example, my morning routine is quite sort of regimented, certainly Monday to Friday. 
doesn't really serve me to go and write that out every single day, you know, next week, next week, next week. So I put all of my stuff into essentially Google Calendar and that becomes the center point of how I manage my time. So the way I do this is I'll look at the lists, I'll look at the um, the chunking, the, the, the various things, I'll map that back to my goals and then I'll schedule first what is important, urgent and represents an opportunity me, opportunity, sorry, for me to be able to progress my, my high level priorities and goals. Okay, that's the first thing I do. So what I'm not doing, <coughs> excuse me, in this stage is scheduling a to-do list. Yeah, I'm scheduling the high priority items and that is important. Someone used the analogy, I'm going to get this wrong, so <laughs> forgive me. It's a bit like putting, you know, filling up a jar. If, if jar, a jar represents your day or your week of time, um, what you want to be able to do is you want to put the big rocks in there first. And the big rocks are symbolic of the big goals that you're trying to achieve. Then you want to put in some smaller rocks, which might be some of the smaller things that you need to do. That might be some of your habits. So it might be the drinking water, the sleeping number of hours, but you put them in, you schedule that in. Then, you know, you essentially put some sand in, which might be your errands and the other things that you're trying to achieve. And then finally, you fill it up with water and water can be, you know, the stuff that other people are trying to, you know, take time in your week to do. Now, if you filled that jar up with your priorities first and the things that are important to you, it becomes very hard for the sand and the water to fit in that jar at the end. And that ideally, as a analogy, metaphor, one of those things, that is what you're trying to achieve in your in your weekly planning. So the second thing I think about in terms of that, so that's the high level, is I've got my important things in there, I've got my urgent things, the things that represent my goals. Then I put in some self-time. Now self-time is, that's not necessarily, say, having a date night with my wife, because that would have been a bigger priority. So that would have gone in first. This is me having some time for me outside of my specific goals. So I love playing basketball. I play basketball once or twice a week. That's time for me. So I will now schedule that in. It's different to my gym. Going to the gym is more aligned to a goal of what I'm trying to achieve. Basketball is fun. So you have to find what that is for you. It might be just having a couple of hours off on a Friday and reading or you know, going out to a cafe and, and just, just having a bit of time doing something that you're passionate about which allows to ground yourself so that you have the energy and the momentum to be able to achieve the big goals that we've had. Okay, so put that in. And then the last thing I always suggest is make sure that you leave space in your calendar, in your agenda for surprises. So these things are the things that just come up. I've had, you know, literally as I'm recording this episode today, I've had a couple of things come in that don't fit within my plan. And I'll be honest with you, I, I, I like to fill up my schedule as much as I possibly can. And I'm still you know, not great at allowing some blocks for just the wild card to come in. And when I schedule, I always schedule in 30 minute blocks. So it doesn't mean that I can't do two blocks, which equals an hour for certain activities. Of course, so if I go to the gym, it's definitely two blocks as opposed to just a quick 30 minutes for me. But it means that I have, again, intention and value around my time. And people know that as well. So they know that I tend to do 30-minute meetings, sort of 15-minute calls. If it's ever going to be longer than 30 minutes, I like there to be an agenda um, of what we understand. Now, of course, I don't go to my wife and say there's, you know, four blocks here, two hours on a Friday night, what's the agenda? Because that would just make me sad and stupid. But I do, for anything that's certainly on the business side of things, I make sure that I'm maximizing the outputs, the outcomes, the results from the time that I'm investing. 
So just to pause there for a sec, because you're thinking, God, this sounds so structured, Nick. Oh my God, I just want to, I just don't want to do this. Just reflect back a bit on where you are today. You might already have a system that's working perfectly for you. You know, you're getting everything done, you're smashing it out of the park. But someone said to me recently, uh, and this kind of stuck with me, is if you, the universe works in weird ways. If, if you feel that you're always continually overwhelmed and you haven't got time, you're not going to be open and receptive to new opportunities. And it's the new opportunities that you want to be able to evaluate and more often not say yes to, which are going to give you the experiences, the growth, the wealth, the freedom that you desperately want. So it's the reason why you've got your business. So just bear that in mind. If you're just going along at the moment with something which is just random and ad hoc, you will not be open to seeing the things that you probably desperately want to see. Lots of people don't see the correlation between this planning and this scheduling, this methodology, and the success and the results they achieve in their business. So one of the things I talk about in Scale Up, just to bring this back to what is the topic of this podcast, Scale Up Your Business is that you are trying to create a business which just runs it works it's so effective it's so efficient that it creates value for you it creates value for investors it frees you up and all of this all of this starts with you yeah how you do anything is how you do everything so if you're chaotic in this which is a very personal thing your your sunday planning your weekly planning it's highly likely that the same behaviors are manifesting themselves in your business So I always say, work on the one thing that you can improve first, which is you. Okay? There we go. Off the soapbox. I had to do it. But that's how I feel about these things. And hopefully that is useful for you. So that was step four, scheduling. As we get through it, almost there. Step five is, is the fun bit, actually. It's resourcing. So this is being resourceful in terms of how you prepare for everything that's in your schedule. So there's no point scheduling something and then sort of turning up to it without being prepared for what you're trying to achieve. So if you've got some big appointments coming up in the week, make sure that you've prepared for those and you should schedule that as well so that everything is set up for you to have the best success, the best outcome from those meetings. So if, if for example, in my world, buying and selling businesses, and I'm going to go and meet um, someone who's trying to sell their business for the first time, I'm going to make sure that I've researched that person as much as I can so I can understand where they're coming from and build rapport and build some empathy in the conversation. You know, if I turn up and I'm, you know, I don't know anything about their business, I don't really know anything about them, how engaged do you think that person's going to be in me and buys into me as someone who's a trusted pair of hands to take their business forward? But again, Lots of people just look at their schedule, they turn up, they don't do anything. You've got to plan these things. So in some cases, doing less is much more powerful than trying to cram a heap of things in. So as much as my day, my day is full of stuff, I normally only ever have three big things that I'm trying to achieve in my business life and three big things that I'm trying to achieve in my personal life per day. And I make sure that I resource those things as much as possible. So someone said to me once, the best analogy, the best analogy, I think this came from Rock himself actually, was think about, you know, if you've, if you've got kids, if you've got a son or a daughter and you're getting them ready to go to school, how would you prepare for them to go to school, particularly if they're a young child? You know, you would make sure that they have, you know, lunch ready. You know that 
you know, they know where they need to be. You'd put more intention and effort in to into what's going on because you know that they need it. You have to have the same psychology back into how you're planning your week. You have to remember what it's like so that everything is set up for you to succeed. So that's what means being, being, being resourceful. And the other part is, you know, this is where you can bring other people in as well. So if you've got something that's particularly challenging in any given week, be resourceful in in being able to bring more people to that same opportunity or problem, and that's going to increase your chances of it being successful. And the way I think about this again is every week, I'm not trying to get to perfection. I'm trying to make progress. It's a compound effect. So as I keep chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, all of a sudden, the small little things that I'm doing every day or week over the course of you know 90 days, six months, a year become big things. You just don't notice at the time. It's the saying that you wouldn't go and plant a seed, you know, and then go back the next day and expect to see the tree. You know that you've got to water it. You've got to make sure the conditions are right. And then eventually you see the fruit of the labor. It's exactly the same as how you manage your days and your weeks, hence why you have a system. Okay, so we're getting there. Only another couple of steps to go. So that was step five, resourcing or resource it. Step six is a little bit back to the emotions um, and how you how you think about what you're trying to achieve. So this is an important one, back to when I referenced the the sort of why and the, the in RPM, the purpose. So you want to jump ahead a little bit here and you want to look at yourself a week in advance and you want to almost visualize what that week has been like. So it's almost reverse engineering your week if, if, if you're with me on this. And you want to kind of, experience how that week manifests itself. So for example, I've got big meeting this Wednesday. I've got to do a big pitch, if you like, in front of about 60 people. So when I was doing my planning for this week, I was visualizing what that would feel like a week in a week's time having nailed that pitch. And what this does is it just grounds you again and makes you, in some cases, work out what's important. So if you go back and look at your schedule and then you think about, okay, what do I want to feel like next week, you know, to to have an outstanding week, have I done all the things that I should be focusing on? Or are there some things in there that I could delegate and leverage? Or are they just not important this week? And it just gives you a reflection point to be able to look back. And that reflection point has to become more emotional than rational because otherwise you're just going to look at and think, oh, I've got a great week because it's busy or it's scheduled or it's, you know, whatever. But the question here is, am I doing the things that are moving me towards my goals, particularly the outcomes that I'm trying to achieve in all the areas of my life? Okay, so that's six. And we have one more, the last one, which I will absolutely say to all of you on this podcast, I'm terrible at, which is celebrating, (laughs) celebrating what you've achieved. Uh, Perhaps it's an entrepreneur thing. You know, I'm one of these guys that once I achieve something, I tick the tick the box and then I'm on to the next thing and I'm always looking forward and I've had to sort of ground myself in being more present and that's been one of my challenges if you like but celebrating is is a difficult one I've there's a couple of ways to do this the, the first thing is you should celebrate good successes in a in a small way every week so that could be whatever you like doing but if you have an amazing week and you score yourself say out of 10 on that week on terms of you you really achieve the milestones you set for yourself 
give yourself some additional time off or do something that's that's more akin to your personal space and what you're trying to achieve at the weekend. You know, I do that throughout the year. It might be bigger celebrations. They're easier some, some in some cases than the smaller things. But a way to do this is, is start to incorporate daily journaling into your routine. I'm going to do a separate podcast on my morning and evening routines because that's been asked as well. But one of the things I like to do at the end of a day is I like to journal, if you like, the one to three things that I'm proud of for the day, what worked well for the day, what didn't work, and any key learnings. So quite often, as I mentioned, you know, I might have a day that's just too full and I haven't put in enough time for contingencies. So I'll make a note of that and then I'm improving as I go along. So daily daily journaling, it only takes like 15 minutes literally just to go back and look at your day and say what is what has happened. And then by the end of the week, you can look back and you can see the progress. But it also means that you can iterate on the fly, which is important as well. And then at the end of the week, look at the major outcomes, the major progress, any victories, how well you ultimately did planning your week. And then similar to what you do on a daily basis, but on a weekly basis, you can tweak and you can recalibrate as needed. So one of the things I'm really conscious to say is that my system, even though the, the, the broad process I think is replicable for many people, the things that I do may not work for you. So you might say, listen, 30 minute blocks doesn't work. I'm more of an hour block sort of person. Um, the days that, or the time of your day that you are most productive is another thing. I'm very productive in the morning by about 3 p.m. You know, I need to have a massive coffee or I'm just going to fall asleep. You know, other people are different. Some people work better at night. So you've got to work your schedule to who you are. But, you know, ultimately the process is the same. As I said, it's about the goals. It's about breaking them down. It's about turning them to, into, into chunks that are achievable and then making some of the key things habitual, making them so they're, they're musts and not shoulds. So that, everybody, is it, yeah? So hopefully useful. I think that's, you know, there's a lot in there and I could probably write a a small book on this. I said some of it's referenced from work I've done with Tony Robbins, some of it from Rock Thomas. Um, There's another book, Getting Things Done as well, which I've used. There's a whole heap of resources on productivity. One thing I do say is don't procrastinate yourself with lots of apps. Some people try and look for the panacea of productivity by downloading every single app they can from the Apple Store and iTunes and that sort of thing. And then they realize that there isn't one and then they panic. I mean, use a very simple process that, that works for you. And that can take a little bit of trial and effort, but it is important to not get overwhelmed just because there are choices in how you can do this. So just to um, cap off, um, finish off the the episode today. So... If we go back to the very beginning, so just to go through the steps. So step one is preparation. Just get everything that you need around you. That includes a nice drink, whatever that is, music, and probably a balance between technology and written word is the best, in my opinion, but just have everything around you. You're going to need an hour just to just to play that through. Second is capture everything. Get it out of your head. If it's in your head, you're dead. Get it out. Doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter how it's written down, just get it on paper because you're going to start to sequence it in the next step. So then step three is chunk. So where you've got your goals and where you've got things that can be grouped together for efficiency or just because it makes sense, start to bring them together. And then you're going to get to a shorter list of bigger things that you need to do and want to do. So then after we've done that, step four is scheduling. As I said, I use an electronic diary. I find that the best way to do it, but whatever works for you is what you need to do. Five is resourcing. So that's where you need to prepare. Don't just, you know, run through the week uh, thinking that just because it's scheduled, it's going to get done. You've got to put a bit of time into that and that works best. 
Then six is about the emotions of how it's going to be. You need to jump forward a bit and try and imagine the big things getting achieved. And this is a sense check to make sure that you haven't forgotten anything, but more importantly, that if the big things get achieved throughout the week that you are moving forward on your goals. And the last one, the one I said that I am not good at, but getting better is celebration. Small celebrations, but it's important for your psychology to be able to show progress. Sometimes when you're in the grind of business startup to scale up, you can get very lost in the grind and then all of a sudden it just becomes not a lot of fun. So so celebrating the small things with yourself, with your family, with friends is an important part of the process. So that's it. Enough rambling on for me. As I said, I hope this has been a very useful episode, a very practical episode and something that if you incorporate it into your business, into your life, you are going to get more productive. You're going to get more stuff done. I bet you're going to be happier and I bet you're going to start to achieve goals like you've never have before. So that's it for today's program. Be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now.